AFCloud makes your commute easier as you are listening to our podcasts. Yeah, what's up guys? Welcome to the Lights Out Podcast. Unfortunately, this week, we get off on a sad note. After Formula 2 driver Antoine Hooper lost his life on the racetrack. Uh, such times uh, remind us of why we respect this driver so much. Uh, they put their life on the line for us to have entertainment and what a brutal sport Formula 1 can be. Our thoughts go to his family, friends. Uh, we also want to spare some moments and think about uh, one Manuel Correa who collided with Antoine Huber before the unfortunate demise, who is still recovering in hospital and we hope he can have a speedy recovery mentally and both physically. So let's have a uh, Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the race must go on. These drivers had to take it to the stage at the spa uh, and race on Sunday, despite some of them having very close relationships with the driver who lost his life. Uh, I think three drivers on the grid were very close friends with Juba, Leclerc, uh, Ocon, Gazi, and I think some other drivers were close friends with him. But nevertheless, uh, they took to the stage to race and give us a spectacular show on the weekend. So on that, today we are going to review what happened in Belgium, and we are also going to give you a preview on what's coming up this weekend in Monza. Two trucks that are heavily uh, favoring the Ferrari and they've already picked up points in Spa and we're going to see if they can take full advantage of the aerodynamics of their car and their strong power units and yeah, take the points in Monza. So this week I'm with Benja and Lawrence. Benja comes back to the panel to give his views and his biased views based with uh, some stats that no one ever goes out from. Yeah, anyway, danger. Okay. Fcloud makes your commute easier as you are listening to our podcasts. I'm uh, glad, of course, to be back on the Lens Out podcast. I think that this one is the last episode, but uh, I'm back for episode 3 and. Uh, Good evening, good morning, uh, maybe I would even say good night. Bonjour uh, to all our listeners from wherever you listen to all over the world. It's a later podcast, we'll bring to you analysis and also we'll give you to review uh, the races coming up every big weekend on the Formula 1 calendar. Uh, certainly I'm glad to be back. 
a lot of stuff to talk about uh, on today's episode, but particularly it will be the Italian Grand Prix uh, taking place in Monza, and also we will look back on uh, last week's uh, Belgian Grand Prix that uh, happened last weekend. A lot of tragedy yeah, in the lead up to the race, but we shall dig deep uh, later. Remember, you can check us out on all our social media platforms that is on Twitter, uh, Anchor FM, and uh, Facebook also. Life of Podcasts is also now available. Uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, another gentleman with me here is Lawrence, I think, one or two from him before we could start the analysis. The post and bias analysis. Yeah, hello everyone. I'm happy that I've had a few calls in the last podcast. I'm not sure if I've been to the past. So I think it will take me a while to get my information. I'll start with very good work in the past. I talked about it with people. Then I talked about the uh, book of Zoe Joel and what I've seen in the new program. It's happened. Yeah, so I feel very good about myself. I think what I've been doing is I know I've made the right call. It's a very good feeling. Yeah, so it was the very tradition in Africa. But yeah, this is this reminder. Uh, what is this accident? Uh, it was a very sad moment. Most of us don't have two followers to have now. But the days of the world are very sad. We did also a journey to have come through the world that shows us the beginning of the world that I know. It's a very terrible thing. Because it's okay to step back in because we haven't seen a person coming around to it. I don't think that's too far. This is a very sad thing. You look back on our strategies, it's the normalness, uh, of course, on social media that, of course, heightened. The level of tragedy because uh, many of the Formula One fans didn't understand what had really happened. Because uh, personally, I found out about this uh, accident, I think, an hour after it had happened. The, the Formula One team, Formula One, I think, Formula One two team were not quick to rush to social media to announce uh, this incident. So there was this whole uh, appeal by uh, most of the social media fans of Formula One. Of course, that is the current generation. I'm talking about our generation. Uh, you live in a world where uh, speed is one of those things that really uh, excites us as you. And of course, to see such a ferocious accident happening in Kenya is something that might have scared maybe even uh, the upcoming drivers. Do you think uh, it is something that will drive away uh, the future generation for maybe participating in the sport? I think these drivers sign up for the sports, knowing the risk versus reward of the situation and what happened in, in Spa was unfortunate. I I think I'm happy with that. The FBGMD, they didn't release any video of the crash after they withheld all the information and I think the FIA is still invest, investigating the issue to see how they can improve on safety and, and what they can do maybe to to save more people's lives in the future. But this is Formula One, it's a sport where people are 
drive in October 300 kilometers per hour. So these things sometimes happen, it's unfortunate, but yeah, that's why I said you have to respect the drivers when they sit in those cars and the lights, it's lights out. They, they, they turn on and it's a complicated spot, it's very demanding and such things are going to happen and uh, recently they have reduced the number of those that were happening because the time when my person arrived there were very many people there and people come around so it's very many yeah, so the spot is very dangerous and though the FIA is working to reduce the risk like it has seen like just been here since we saw such an accident happen uh, but it should this is a reminder to everyone watching this spot that you have to expect the drivers they put themselves into these situations that people can have and that people can enjoy the sport so yeah, I think we should start uh, the review for the spa ground too. Uh, you talk about spa, chance like that we are coming out as uh, the overriding at the end of the day, and then of course uh, the two Mercedes drivers, Lewis Hamilton and Valdery Bottas, of course, coming in uh, to situate the justice podium finish uh, in the 2019 calendar. Something massively easier for Mercedes as far as uh, the Swakazza Championship is concerned. But uh, for Charles Leclerc, he had these low moments uh, on, on the track, of course, in 2019. Uh, in other races, we saw him uh, not having the best of times in Monaco. And then when they went down uh, to, to Bahrain, he didn't have the best of times. And of, of course, also Austria also. So it was all a collective emotionally and also something that had to do with a lot of input for him coming into this race. And of course, you talk about Bahrain, he should have won. He should have won in Bahrain. Yeah, but uh, for him to finally make the breakthrough in Belgium, it must have been massive news. But of course, on uh, an emotional and uh, friendly side, yes, he lost the counterpart. counterpart. You'd say Antoine uh, Hubert was uh, one of those friends. And for Charles Leclerc, uh, should have been utterly heartbreaking for him. But for him to remain with the composure, to go into this race, yes, knowing that he had taken a pole position in 45. Uh, he must be having quite the mentality, and of course, uh, he's one of those people tipped, of course, to dominate from now on in the coming years. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good race, and like, like Nike said, we are in football and competition. But then again, as I told you, sorry, I'm the only one who can make that one from the next up strategy and go to the next step. Thank you.
to have that advantage of holding Hamilton for those extra like three laps that gives his team like, the advantage of winning the race and the day. Um, yes, I think Mike, I agree with your analysis, but uh, like uh, Lawrence said, uh, you could see uh, maybe there is a hint of maybe maybe a big maybe Mercedes maybe could have uh, put it a uh, slightly earlier or even later on. Uh, the switch, I think, Tamar is a bit coming well for them. Didn't I? Didn't play well uh, for their strategy, but of course. Uh, give some credit to Sebastian Vettel. He played this time with Kovisso, his younger teammate, uh, just like that, uh, going for the win. And then uh, he kept uh, Hamilton at bay uh, for longer parts of the race. I think, uh, particularly in the second sector, in the Kuzik stages, he kept Hamilton right behind it, just uh, to, to give uh, the clutch some time uh, on the track. So, putting sector one and sector three along straight. And this is a very good part. Then sector two, uh, those corners and all that, and that is where Mercedes can make those drives. Now, if you look at that first, I think this is all new. Hamilton had a chance. Right. Uh, Hamilton was making that very good thing. Yeah, I know in sports, it's not good to say that they have been no time there, but let me say that they have been no time. Uh, and that they have been another lap, because why? Uh, Leclerc managed to finish ahead of Hamilton one is because of Vettel. Then two, when Hamilton was trying to make up the time in the last laps, uh, when, when it came to sector two, uh, it mattered where he could make up more time, there was nothing. Uh, Charles was overlapping guys, so the boys were driving and they even couldn't get the boot, the boot lag in the corner was not possible. Still, he didn't have a set So all, all these things worked in uh, Leclerc's favor. That it was a good race, yeah. Qualified for and yeah, I think it was the winner that what they are going to do the rest of the day. They are doing the same to both of them and so very clearly making both of them. Of course, uh, certainly that is uh, some of the action that came through uh, last weekend in the, in the Belgian uh, Grand Prix. Yeah, I say you can see that about when where the no no response keeps to finish. Whatever happened. Uh, the person behind him was about, I think he had left the person behind him. No, but the person behind him was so far, then the, the rest was 44 laps. And the 45 laps, after crossing the line, the castle. And do you know how bad? And I was a little bit watching this, so I told, don't beat the guy, don't say anything about the guy. As soon as he had said that, he was left. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Orlando Norris this was going to be his best finish ever in P. And like his car dying in the last lap of the race. I even don't know. How did he finish 11? Did he push his car across the line? Yeah, yeah, so I think that was a very, very hard moment for Lando Norris. And what strategy was Renault on? That, like, uh, Danny, Danny Rick's strategy baffled me. Because, uh, after that incident in, in turn three, where Verstappen, uh, clipped Raikkonen, and there was some confusion there, and someone hit Ricardo's rear, 
and he treated Ali by putting on her tires. They left him out there for something like 40 laps. Like his tires were worn out and everyone was just overtaking him. He lost power, I think, in the last uh, last two laps. The last lap, exactly. He lost. He lost, but he, he started. He started winning his uh, technical team. I think in the second last lap. You can see the line by the car is out of that line. That's what it is. So instead of finishing fast, yeah, I think another thing that was uh you this race is so brutal. Like uh Kimi Raikkonen had a poor race, like I think he retired. And then there's uh Giovanazzi who has had decent qualifiers. I think he has beaten Kimi uh, in most of the qualifiers, but on this day he always fails. And this time, I think we're finishing with the points. And then they just cut the camera, and he was spinning. I think it was in the second last lap. His spun and entered the, entered the wall. I was like, what is going on? How unlucky can he be? Roman Roman, there's no chance for the points. Then, and he was right, you know, he's always ranking, but today I forget the video. He told him, No, stop saying that, there is no chance. I've been here, people overtake me because he's pumping that. I've been here, I'm racing as hard as I can. People just keep passing me, like, I do not, like, I'm not racing, and keep, like, us, keep demanding results. But the carry how cannot be in the results. So, people look at us, honestly, we try. This time on, we will be trying. But people kept passing him like he was in a different race. They tried to come with a too fast, and these guys are so fast for him. And, and the team is telling him, You can do it, you're within the points. Because if you look at, uh, I think, between 7 and 15, there was like a uh, 7 point, 7, seven second difference. And, but the team thought that they could do it, but he told them, No, it's okay, it's not the money to do it. You cannot give up. You cannot give up the fact that you're going to do it. And we are very different. Yeah, and uh, of course, you talk about uh, last week's uh, Formula One Grand Prix that took down, uh, took place uh, in Abidjan. Yeah, the racetrack is called a Spa. But of course, uh, we saw other things that impressed us uh, in that the uh, Max Verstappen uh, uh, raking his uh, prospects at uh, the Lasso say up in the opening lap, uh, making uh, an, uh, a sloppy error, you would say, by uh, cluttering into Kimi Raikkonen. And then uh, you saw one of the young prospects, of course, your favorite uh, driver, the Anglo Thai guy, uh, Alexander Albon, uh, coming in, of course, to exploit the mistakes that uh, these drivers made on the day. And then, what a wonderful start for him uh, to his uh, Formula One career. I would say it's one of those uh, fairy tale starts for any Formula One driver. But of course, uh, the guy is slotted in well into the senior team with his, and he didn't look over. Uh, over pressure or maybe uh i would say with the excitement you know too much excitement also can uh, make you pay for the rest of the day but uh, for albon a wonderful start for him at least formula one uh, career i think 
going forward, uh, you would want maybe to throw him into that pool of guys who are going to dominate Formula One in the coming years. Uh, I think uh, he will finish this year with at least a podium. Uh, with the confidence and, and the courage he displayed, uh, he started from the pit, from the pit lane, at the back of the grid, and he still managed to finish sixth, seventh. Yeah, around there. Uh, and there was that last overtake we had on Sepulchres when we went into the grass. Yeah, I think we did see that ambition from Gazi, and this is the kind of ambition I'm trying to take from the road driver. And someone who can push the limits in some scenarios to get that extra point for the team. And yeah, for, for him to come into uh, the Red Bull team at this time from there, and he didn't show any signs of uh, pressure, or even in the first conference he was having, the other, uh, the one thing I would pause, he didn't seem too excited or too, too uh, as we put it, uh, too excited by the position he did. Yeah, and yeah, I feel a good thing is going for him. And bad for uh, Vashtapel, who was uh, racing in, you can say, his hometown. They were saying they were born a few, a few miles from the track, blah, blah, blah. The Orange Army was there with him. Yeah, I know it's not very far. Belgium, I know that they're so close. Yeah, only for them to come and watch one time. So, happy when. Now they have to use the rest of their orange list for lap 19 for Antuna, Wimbledon, and Fan. But yeah, uh, this is very bad. Yeah. I know it's a very bad thing, but when I saw Max coming to the barriers, part of me was there. Yes. Now we can never know the day is there. So, I know you guys have to be very resting and people sitting up for each other and pressure. But imagine we had this mess of Veto had not of both and now there's Max. I do not want that most being a Mercedes fan, so... Yeah, maybe everyone needs some Mad Max spice in the news, but I think it came so early at this time. And uh, then the same because a silly error at the beginning, I feel he had the right to go for that gap. Because uh, Kimi left that gap there, and Kimi was not seen. Uh, they said Kimi could not see him through the side mirror. So I think it's understandable if you're racing, and a gap opens up uh, on the towards the inside of Kimi. I think he had every right to go for it, and it was unfortunate that he ended up damaging his wheel and <laughs> because you could see he was accelerating into the tank, but his, his steering was not working. Yeah, so, uh, unfortunate for Mad Max Day, we hope that the Monza is in the second of the field as well, but at the back of the field, but he had the right to the Yes, of course, an exciting uh, weekend at, uh, of, of Formula One races to look ahead to and of course to look back onto is uh, the Belgian Grand Prix that uh, we witnessed uh, last weekend. Wonderful finishes by uh, the drivers there. Uh, Leclerc, of course, uh, winning uh, the Belgian Grand Prix, his first win, uh, but uh, not his first podium finish. I think it has been something uh, in the making. And of course, uh, Hamilton. And uh, his counterpart there, Valtteri Bottas, uh, making up the other podium uh, finishes there. Uh, Alexander Albon coming in uh, with a finish uh, in fifth. Uh, some interesting uh, news uh, for him particularly, because uh, like we said, uh, that was his uh, maiden uh, race uh, particularly in Formula 1. Of course, so much excitement uh, around this driver. But if you look at uh, 
his performances uh, in Formula 2 and the leader to this. Uh, he has been uh, one of those uh, drivers that uh, have been coming through the ranks. But uh, we can't forget, of course, to talk about uh, some of the things to expect uh, next year uh, in Formula 1. Quickly, uh, there was that news that spread through, I don't know, my uh, did we talk about this uh, the last episode? Uh, Esteban Ocean uh, or racing for you know, in uh, 2020. And then also uh, the issue about uh, uh, the internal combustion engines. I think someone has suggested to me, I think, uh, I, I think closely 48 hours ago that Formula One should, should raise the number limit uh, for changing engines throughout the entire season. Because uh, this particular argument was uh, three, uh, three provisions uh, for the new internal combustion engine. It's a very small number for the drivers of Formula because they keep on making adjustments to the car throughout the entire season. And of course, yes, some other drivers have the argument that uh, their engines cannot last them through more than five uh, races. And so, the limit, uh, raising the limit from three to five, was, he, was that a viable suggestion? Maybe for a fan, of course, not for anyone who's participating in the session. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. Uh, more so than two, more so than three, more so than two, more so than three, more so Alright, uh, certainly when we come back from a short break, we shall be discussing the, the upcoming Italian Grand Prix in Monza uh, after the break. Cloud makes your commute easier as you are listening to our podcasts. Yes, you're still listening uh, to the Lights Out podcast uh, with Mike Benji and of course Lawrence. Uh, the same guys every week will bring to you deep and critical analysis uh, of the Formula One sport. And of course, particularly this weekend, our interest will be in the Italian Grand Prix. But, uh, before we went uh, for our break, uh, Mike was talking about uh, Esteban Ocon and of course uh, some news about uh, Sergio Perez. Uh, Mike? Yeah, uh, the news came out, I think, after Lorenz had suggested that Arena would go for Esteban Ocon uh, to take the seats from uh, next year. Yeah. yeah, and which means this leaves out and not out of out of the grid and I, I don't think he has not come out with any statement we don't know why uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's been a long time coming for you like i think uh yeah we failed to deliver i think for the best part of last year this year i feel uh he has on rest day he has outperformed uh ricardo but if in the qualifiers ricardo has beaten him almost every time mm. so i think it's a fair Decision from Renault there, from their ambitions and where they want to take their team forward. Uh, Sergio Perez, yeah, the guy has gotten till 2020 with the same point. And like, racing point is that team that people don't talk about that somehow they are always there. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, in Spa, both of their drivers finished within the points. And like, they had one of the best qualifiers there, they had the place on the weekend. Uh, they stayed in the race, they got the points, and yeah, 
Person for you to have a best friend that always flies under the radar. Even if you can still sober, forcing There's not much media attention hype around them, but somehow they always get the job done. Yeah, and you can see their competitors like last year we thought past the other guys. Uh, this year they are falling off, but forcing forcing their best friend. Yeah, Stroll is still torturing guys. Regardless of uh, when he was the first join his position with the team or what, he's still getting the job done. Um, the Italian uh, Grand Prix this weekend plays host uh, to the 14th round of uh, the Formula, Oca- Formula 1 uh, campaign that is around 14. Of course, uh, with the knowledge that uh, we have uh, a race on our hands here to watch out for. Lewis Hamilton, of course, holds a 65 point lead over Mercedes uh, teammate, that is Valtteri Bottas uh, in his pursuit of a 6th world uh, championship. And uh, ahead of uh, this emotionally charged race, of course, uh, with the knowledge that uh, there was a tragedy that happened in the region, in the leader to the region Grand um, FIA will come into question again uh, about their safety, everything. Uh, the biggest question will be safety uh, about in uh, Formula One. But of course, uh, other things that uh, look to be talked about here, Leclerc, of course, will be uh, trying to lead, uh, to lead Ferrari to go all guns, all guns out blazing uh, for this uh, race. Of course, yes, we know Monza is the home of uh, Ferrari, uh, particularly Italy. And uh, just as with Spa, the high-speed uh, Monza layout is likely to suit uh, the class uh, Ferrari machinery. But uh, another driver also would be, uh, particularly in the news, would be Sebastian Vettel, who will be the story to strike back uh, following his uh, Maybe disappointing fourth place uh, finish. One would say disappointing uh, fourth place finish uh, in uh, the region. Uh, but for Vettel's race in the region, it was uh, hindered by, of course, uh, the two stop uh, strategy, but which uh, didn't come to playoff. And you could see he was a bit uh, slower than Clark, uh, leading uh, some of uh, the retired uh, drivers. Of course, I would say not so veteran, but uh, one of the retired drivers came out and said uh, that. Uh, Veto looks like uh, Robbins Barrichel, the Brazilian, uh, who played second fiddle to Michael Schumacher Ferrari. Because now, uh, of course, uh, the controversial statement you would say came from Nico Rosberg, uh, former Mercedes uh, driver. Yeah, coming out to say something like that. Uh, but uh, his uh, thought was uh, particularly interesting because his idea of uh, Veto just waving past his teammate and helping him out uh, for a four-time world champion. It's something that you don't expect from a driver who has won uh, the world uh, title four times. So that is particularly, that is Rosberg's uh, analysis of what happened. Yeah, but Lewis Hamilton particularly will be going out also to potentially, to potentially wrap up uh, another title. Potentially. And uh, another issue here, uh, particularly to look out for in Italy, Verstappen's uh, chances of maybe competing with the rest of the drivers will be scampered by the knowledge that uh, he has a good penalty. And uh, of course, something that will affect him. Verstappen was highly billed as a man 
who may thought uh, Hamilton is a title child. But uh, with this coming into the field, getting a good penalty, in what looks like a really vital right always for Hamilton, of course, if anyone is to stop Hamilton from winning at the title this season, this is one of those races you could look at and say, this is the time to hit him right uh, in the foot when he doesn't win, and maybe stop his chance to the title. Uh, I think uh, Red Bull are spot on for how they handled things. So they did have a big chance to win the the race in Spa and Monza because of the advantage that Ferrari have over them, uh, the aerodynamics and the power unit how the proper is Ferrari. Yeah. But they are closer to Mercedes, I think, and maybe they could have finished in a better position than Mercedes if that's that they had not crushed out last week. But uh, the thing is, Hamilton is not doing this thing with that. Just like, I think the point gap is too much. Any person close to him is Bottas, and I don't see Bottas winning the rest of the other races where Hamilton crushes. So for Red Bull, they are thinking, I think, why we are not going to be big challengers in these two tracks. So the first track they tested, the Honda improvement on the engine, they tested it on Albon and Daniel Kubiak. So I think that was the thinking because they didn't want to get all penalties in, in one race. So I think it's still there. So now in this race, it's going to be Gasly and, and Verstappen is at the back of the grid as they are, as they are what? Uh, introducing the improvements Honda has made to the engine. So that when it comes to the race that matters to them, I think which is Singapore, where they have an advantage over almost everyone else, they will be ready and, and maybe they will pick up uh, maximum points there. Um, certainly, of course, another issue about uh, this Italian Grand Prix. Yes, uh, it has been given the limelight and uh, the green light to go ahead for the next five years. So racing will take place at Moza for the next five years. Uh, that is beyond uh, 2019. That is starting next year and also 2021 and then up to 2024. But of course, uh, uh, just before I forget, just to give you a hint, uh, next year's calendar will also feature a record 22 races with the return of the round in Holland. I think it's been long. And then, uh, of course, the addition of the Vietnam uh, Grand Prix. Then the race in Germany has been uh, dropped because of financial difficulties. Uh, something to note there, particularly for the Formula One fan, who won't be having a race in uh, Germany. Uh, this track here, particularly, has uh, hosted more races than any other i think in history only uh, the italian uh, authorities and britain of course talk about uh, the formula sport have staged the race ever since the sports inception in 1950. that's uh, some of uh, the pride and uh, some history they can take down as uh, italians but uh, for verstappen yes uh he's 87 points behind Hamilton, and uh, any result, any bad result, I think, on Sunday would uh, leave him trailing Hamilton by a big gap, which uh, means exactly it will become more than a hundred points, something that uh, won't be interesting for the Red Bull driver. And of course, it will give Hamilton much encouragement and also give him the much needed boost for him to wrap up. In what has been a tight second round for him so far, uh, what, what, what do you make of uh, his other teammate, uh, Valtteri Bottas? 
در دکومنتی شده که از گرد ترکیب مسی بیست تا پیسی جدال خوس بوده نولیج داشت دوستم پرش اخام این فرمیست بانوچون تو تکیز پلیس این این Professionality and also went on with the driving, but there was that bit of speculation that uh, Esteban may have come in and taken over uh, the second uh, position as the Mercedes uh, driver, uh, and of course, dethroning uh, Bottas. For Bottas, uh, how has this season uh, been for you uh, in, uh, in contest and also in terms of performance? Um, last year, we can say Bottas had uh, one of the best cars in the league. You can say with the other one. But if you see where Bottas fell in the championship point, he was so, so far. I think he deserved deserve that compact in law. He has been so good here. Yes, he's 60, 60 something points behind Hamilton. But so I think Bottas has had a very good drive this season. He has all qualified coming from Hamilton. He has had a very good drive. The, the, the Bottas' problem is Lewis Hamilton. He's a very good driver too. So I would not blame him for... Last season I would blame him for another thing, but this season I would not. Because Hamilton has been very good too. When it comes to where it matters in the race day of catching points and finishing fast. So I think Walter Bottas has had a very good year. This is the best year in Formula 1. This is the best year in Formula 1, yeah. The podium, the race wins, it's a very good year. Yeah, I think there's not much to say about Walter Bottas. I think he's the other driver on the, on the grid who has won more than four thousand goals. Yeah, and uh, his only problem is that is sharing a team with arguably one of the best Formula 1 drivers of all time. Arguably, I don't want people to come and beat me. <laughs> but you know Hamilton is almost like, uh, he's breaking records and he's, he's in, he's breaking records and he's in that, uh, whatever, conversation with one of, of, of the greatest drivers of all time, blah, blah. And whenever Hamilton retires, he will be a Hall of Famer. So, for Bottas to push Hamilton this far this season, which is like three races against like five or six wins, it's still it's still a huge feat. And yeah, I think Mercedes did the right thing to uh, extend his contract. Now maybe can we say that uh, his performances was because he was under pressure, and now that the pressure is off, that his performances are going to dip a bit. I don't know. But uh, let's see what happens in the Italy. Certainly, of course, uh, a massive race to look forward to uh, this uh, weekend. That is the Italian Grand Prix down there in Monza. And of course, uh, some excitement uh, around uh, the entire Formula 1 calendar, particularly for Formula 1 fans. And uh, we'll keep the conversation uh, going on uh, on all our social media platforms. You can go to our Twitter uh, page and check out Lights Out. Uh, podcast there, keep the conversation going and then also on Instagram uh, and certainly of course you can't forget to follow our link to Anchor FM and of course if you have a Spotify of course if you're listening in from any part of the world, Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio, you can get uh, the 
lights out podcast exclusively uh, in the comfort of your room anywhere you are in traffic jam anywhere you're listening into but uh i'm afraid to say we are wrapping up uh, this week's uh, episode but uh, before we go of course we drop our predictions uh, for this uh, week's italian uh, grand prix and uh, starting with lawrence uh, where do you see your drivers finishing and uh, particularly uh, your top three podium uh, finishers in no particular order yeah, I think this truck paper is Ferrari so much and unlike Spa, it doesn't have that sector that has many turns. So I think Ferrari have a huge advantage. I still see them. Uh, they're going to qualify again. One, two. Uh, Bottas and I think we're going to have a one-two Ferrari. Uh, then a Mercedes also. Mercedes stuck. Hamilton, Bottas, and then a Red Bull stuck. And then on race day, there are rumors that it may train. We all know Hamilton is like the king of the wet truck and. Mercedes strategy, Mercedes Mercedes strategy also comes into play, but I I still think Leclerc has the rest space to compete this year, and he has just been unfortunate so many times, and now the gods have been have gone to his side. Yeah, I feel he's going to win this race again. Um, for the second and third, I think we're going to have two Ferraris in the podium. I don't think like Hamilton will be there. Yeah. Certainly, I think you had uh, Mike and Lawrence's thoughts. Uh, particularly, I also think uh, this week there will be two Ferrari drivers on the podium and also one Mercedes driver. But what can one say about uh, the Formula One sport? We don't know what to expect uh, on uh, race day. Uh, but in qualifying, I anticipate maybe Ferrari may uh, finish again uh, in the top two pole positions. That is uh, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc. And then, of course, Hamilton and Bottas may share either pole three or pole four in between them. But of course, Let's not forget that uh, there are some other good drivers uh, coming in uh, through the ranks. Alexander Albon, we saw him good with the Red Bull machine. And then, of course, uh, we can't also ignore the fact that Renault has some good drivers on their hands. But uh, what is in Formula 1 if you don't uh, anticipate this excitement uh, every weekend? But, of course, uh, remember uh, the Lights Out podcast uh, is available on FM, but, of course, also Spotify, iHeartRadio, and book Apple Podcasts, uh, we shall be uh, bringing to you one episode every week analyzing the sport of Formula One. It's been a pleasure having you gentlemen on the show today. I'm afraid to say this is where we say adios, goodbye, lights out. Proposition is not something that anyone can fight with. So, you know, even for good, I agree. I say the Red Bull start with his story. Yes, Lights Out Podcast, it's a wrap episode 3. Till next time, it's been good. Uh, I mean, maybe I've been listening.